Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. podcast where we start with a random article and explore it and then follow the links and see where it takes us. John, what is your random article? It's a town. It's it's a town. Um, oh. it's a town of of stall stall stocky. Stocky in Poland. Yep. Stocky Poland. It's a village. It's in a couple other places. It's about four. It's about two miles south of not Glasgow, but Glowachow. And it's close to Kazienci. It's about 46 miles south of Warsaw. Doesn't have a population. Doesn't wow. tell me a population. <laughs> doesn't, even say. doesn't say a thing about the population. <laughs> that's that's all there is. Um, um, I'm sure you. I'm hoping. I'm praying yours is much better than what I have. Please enlighten me what you have, Eric. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and read you my entire article. Oh dear no. Mambava is a genus of snout moths. It was described by Ragono in 1888. Wow. <laughs> this so is... So I got moths again. And I got a small village, so small that the population is, in this case, literally not worth mentioning. <laughs> so, I mean, let the, the... Well... <laughs> we, we basically have the option of going to my article and going to animals, or going to your article and going to places. Right. So, do we feel more placey or animal? Mm. I mean, snout moths sounds sort of interesting. Yeah. Could be interesting if there's some pictures or something. Where Poland... I mean, then again, I don't know. It's referencing these cities it's close to as though Mm. I should know what they are. And I don't know what they are. Yeah. Should I know what a snout moth is? I'm never going to eat a snout moth. I don't even know what a snout moth is. I might end up eating in the knockoff Glasgow that Poland has. <laughs> True. Probably not, though. Hmm. I don't know why I would go there. But I'll hmm. never know why I would go there. Let's <laughs> this article. Alright, well. Let's... But mouths, moths are a pretty good, like, they're a pretty in, in good indicator of, like, the uh, ecosystem. They're really like they they they're a pretty essential part of the food chain. It's probably really essential to understand, you know, moths and yeah. their different genuses and their locations and stuff. Hmm. Why does Wikipedia do this to us? I don't know. I do not know. Probably because there are a lot of towns with nobody in them <laughs> and a lot of moths. 
There are two <laughs> things there's an overabundance of on this planet. Well, I'm sure there moths. are hundreds of thousands of species of moths. There are. There are. I just. It's weird to me. This is not like. Is, is, is this only the second time you've gotten a moth? I feel like this has to be like at least a third time. I feel like it's got to be at least a third time. Like it's a trend now. Yeah. Not as much as the village thing. The village right. thing. Oh is yeah, the village <laughs> thing. We're probably hitting the double digits in that one. Yeah. That's had that has to have been at least half of the episode <laughs> so far. We've had that option. Okay. Um Coin flip. Yeah, let's do a coin flip. Let's see if we've learned from our previous episodes about coin flipping. Okay, so the top side is heads, okay. the bottom side is tails. Yes. We'll Never let the listening into the middle of the table. Called what we wanted. The All right, thing to let's be. call that. Yeah. Let's actually call something. You you can say heads or tails. Okay. Wait, what is heads and what is tails? Heads would be your if you call if you call something it's yours. Okay. It's your article. All right. All right. Tails. It is tails. Okay. We're going with stocky. Sorry, snout mods. All right, so ST. Let me let me just. S- I'm gonna just quickly bounce over and see what a snout moth looks like. Okay. See if we missed out on something really cool. Uh, it looks like a moth. All right. <laughs> <laughs> looks like every other moth you've ever seen. Okay, so what is this? Stanky. S S T A W. Like star. Star. K K I. Stalky. Stalky. In Kosciens County. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Welcome to Poland names. Lots of Z's, K's, and C's. I feel like they just scavenge like the leftover letters that nobody else is using. Yeah, all the Z's, Y's, and the X's. Like, I'm pretty sure Mr. Mixiplex is from there. <laughs> like, I'm pretty positive that's where the DC Universe <laughs> actually found him. His family's from Poland mm. originally. Oh. His weakness is Poland. <laughs> That's how you can say his name backwards. Okay. There's really nothing else to say about this place. Yeah, you pretty much covered it. I did. I mean, they don't even tell you what the population is. But I don't know what else they want us to do. <laughs> so, do we want to bounce up to the county, or do we want to go to district? Well, or do we want to just jump to Poland? The county is. Cozy and nice. Cozy nice. Cozy nice. Cozy nice. It's a cozy <laughs> it's a nice very county. cozy nice county. Um, so I think we should either go to the county that it's in or the town after which the county is named. I kind of want to find out. Where is the town? There's a town of Cozy Nice. Oh, right. Let's go. We can go to the All Cozy right. Nice County or the Cozy Nice Town. Hmm. Hard All to right. choose. Well, let's go to Cozy Nice Town. Okay, cozy, nice, the town. Oh, look at that palace. Looks cozy oh, and nice. It's a cool little uh, pool they got out front there. Aw, oh, man. It's actually pronounced Koshnitz. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I really Why wish it? it was cozy, nice. <laughs> anyway, it's a town in central Poland with about 21,500 inhabitants as of 1995. Located four miles from the Vistula, it is the capital of 
I'm still gonna say cozy, nice county. <laughs> I'm in, I'm resentful about that. Yeah. Then why would they choose the lesser of the pronunciations? Exactly. You want your county to be cozy and nice. Yeah. What? I mean, I don't, I can't explain this to you. You should just know that. So yeah, the town name first, or the name of the town first appeared in records in 1429 when it was spelled in Latin. Cosinus, C O S Z I N I C Z E. Using up a lot of C's and Z's there. Getting the whole crazy train on Poland's <laughs> language started. <laughs> and then in 1569, it was changed to Cozy Nice with a Y and a C and a Z. Added a nice little Z in the end there. Also, one of those dumb, like, stylized names. <laughs> like, it doesn't look like it's, uh, like, like they were trying too hard. That's what it looks like. It's like Kristen with two Y's or something. Yeah. Like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> the name actually comes from the given name Cozina. Oh. Co- so, yeah, I guess named after some person, maybe. Now, even though Kozinice is part of Lesser Poland. It is situated in the Masovian Volvo Deship since 1999. Previously, it was in Radom Volvo Deship from 1975 to 1998, and in Kielci Volvo from 1919 to 1939, and from 1945 until 1975. I don't know what a Volvo is. <laughs> Me either. A Voldemort. <laughs> some sort of some sort of administrative mumbo jumbo. Ooh, near Cozy Nice in Swearsgorn, there is a large thermal power station. Ooh, using the heat of the earth. Uh, the town actually dates back to 1206. Whoa! Long before the name of the town first appeared in records. So maybe they were calling themselves something else back then. Well, Cozy Nights apparently started out being owned by Norbertine nuns from Plock. <laughs> and then it used to belong to the Polish crown and remains so until the partitions of Poland. Uh-huh. I don't know what the partitions of Poland is. I don't either. This is news to me. <laughs> yeah, and then in 1326, Cozy Nice was incorporated by King Ladyslaw. Okay. <laughs> <First>. <laughs> Ladyslaw. <laughs> the Elbow High. That's the worst name. <laughs> Ladyslaw the Elbow High. <laughs> that is the name of a king. Sure it is. Well, it's some kind of pronunciation of the name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was located on the ancient road from Krakow to Vilnius and on the edge of the Cozy Nice Forest. Mm-hmm. The town became one of the cre- retreats of King Jogela, who found a chur- founded a church there in 1394. A pontoon bridge was built over the river and later moved to Cherwinsk and was used by Polish troops to cross the Vistula, or the Whistla, between June and July of 1410 during the Polish-Lithuanian Teutonic War. Hmm. 
1467, future king Sigismund I, the old, <laughs> was born. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, Cozy Nice at a manor house, which is marked by a monument erected in 1518, the oldest non-religious monument in Poland. Cozy Nice was incorporated as a city in 1549 by King Sigismund II Augustus. They really don't know where to put their, <laughs> their seconds, their numbers, yeah. do they? Yeah. I don't know what they're... <laughs> yeah, they, I feel like there should be some kind of commas or... Parentheses, just put the numbers at the end. Just put the yeah. numbers at the end. Do us all a favor. You don't even <laughs> like slam your weird nickname things that don't make any sense in there. I wonder how long <laughs> that guy was called the old. Was he just like a really old looking kid? Hmm. Yeah, he might have an old face. Yeah, yeah, old. Just wrinkly all the time. Yeah, actually, in 1652, the town was decimated by a cholera outbreak. Then four years later, during the Deluge, a battle between Poles and Swedes took place there. So the Swedes actually took place in a battle at one point. Such a battle it was (laughs) that Cozy Nice in 1782 burned in a fire. Due to the efforts of King Stanislaw August (laughs) Ponantowski, the town was rebuilt, and wooden buildings were replaced by stone houses. In 1784 through 1788, a manufacturer. What? <laughs> a manufacturer producing rifles was founded in Cozy Nice. In 1867, for the first time in history, Cozy Nice became the seat of a county. A road to Radom was built, as well as barracks of the Imperial Russian Army. In 1897, it was inhabited by 6,391 people. Well, I guess that's nice of you to bring me up to speed on the demographics in 1897, <laughs> but um, that's all you're going to get in this article, by the way. There are no further demographics. It but was It's 18,000 now, it was 20-some in 1995, and it was 6,000-some in 1897. That's well. all you get to know. <laughs> There's also a fun little section here called Jews in Cozy Nice. Because for some reason they need to specify about the Jews in Cozy Nice. And it says Cozy Nice has a had a Jewish community with a long history. And Cozy Nice is pronounced as Koznitz in Yiddish. And then in the early nineteenth century the Cozy Koznitzer Majid Yisrael Hopstan was one of the pioneers of the citicism in Poland. Ugh, man, this article is exhausting. Yeah, there's so many things I just don't know anything about. And I'm just kind of like, uh, I guess I'll say these aloud. I don't know what any of these mean. I guess we can find out about one or two of them, at least. That's yeah. something. Should we just make this article or this uh, episode a long string of unpronounceable words? It's going to be that. (laughs) It's going to be that anyway. I don't think we can get out of it at this point. We could always check out uh, Lady Slaw the First, the Elbow High. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) I just want to see why he's Elbow High. (laughs) Is he just a very small man? Let's see. Well, he was the king of Poland at one point. He was also known as Lady Slaw the Short. 
so I guess he was short. Duke until 1300, Prince until 1305, King as of 1320. Nice. Yeah. Then he died in 1333. Ah. Age 72. It's, Not a bad uh, life. Especially for that time period, 72 is... Uh, it's respectable. Yeah. In the 1300s. So his title before coronation was Lady Slaw de Gracia. Dux Regni Poloniae et Dominus Pomerani Grive Lessoner. <laughs> I don't uh, I'm, I don't even... Lassinicae Axiradiae. Yep. That's a long title. Uh, that's the title, though. That's what he's called. The English translation is Vladislaus, by the grace of God, Duke of Kingdom of Poland, the Lord of Pomerania, Elizabeth. It doesn't get better in English. <laughs> It just gets worse. Yeah, it actually does get worse in English somehow. Because there's a bunch of C's and Z's and stuff in there. <laughs> like, if you didn't translate it and just well, let it be... Honestly, if I had to, Like, if somebody was telling me these words and I was trying to translate them, I would just be like, I don't know, I think there was a Z... I'm pretty sure it was a, there was an H. <laughs> there was an H in there. Not a Z, an H. Because I don't know that's if I heard any vowels. Let me just put down a bunch L- of... Uh, Lechica. <laughs> Lechica is what that would be, like... Like, just C-H. Like, I don't know why there's a Z. There shouldn't be a Z. <laughs> yeah, they're very haphazard with their Zs here. Oh, look, he has a title after his coronation. He became <laughs> Vladislaus de Gracia Rex Polonier et Dominus Pomeranier Quieve Lansicae A. Ech. Seradie, which is Vladislaus by the grace of God, a king of Poland, and lord of Pomerania. So the only thing that changed was Duke of the Kingdom to King. Yep. That was it. The whole change. Wow. Cool story, Wikipedia. Yep. Later histories refer to him also as Lady Slaw the Fourth or Lady Slaw the First. <laughs> well, good to know that they know what they're talking about. Sort of. I mean, I don't even know why he was Lady Slaw. Like his predecessor was Good King Wenceslaus the Third. There are no records to show that he actually used the uh, used any renal number. Renal. Is that how I'm saying it? It sounds wrong. Renal. Ren- Ren- it's like during the Reg- rain. Regional? Reg- regnal. Reg- Maybe regnal. Regnal sounds more family friendly. I'm going to yeah, go. I feel if it was renal, it would, there would be an I in there. Yeah, like but it just, I, I just thought it was like his reign because, you know, king reigning. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't know. I but know. regnal. Regnal, regnal Reg- makes more let's sense. Just, yeah, let's go with regnal. His regnal number. So he didn't like use Lady Slaw the first. Just went by. Just call me elbow high. <laughs> just call me the short. Uh, both numerals are retrospective assignments by later historians. The fourth hmm. comes from him being the fourth of that name to rule as the overlord of the Polish, since Lady Slaw the first Herman. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that they put their 
their their regnal numbers in the middle of their yeah. their titles. It's it doesn't make any sense to me. And why is his nickname Herman? Herman. I am King Ladyslaw the first Herman. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of ruins the whole thing. Like even though your name is Ladyslaw, which is mm, <laughs> um like Herman. Hmm. That doesn't that makes you sound that makes you sound like a very comfortable human being, doesn't it? <laughs> the first uh, apparently comes from him having restored the monarchy after a fragmented area of a century a fragmented era pardon of a century or more and also backwards counting from Lady Slaw of Varna who officially used the numeral three and Lady Slaw Vasa who used the numeral four so there was a third there was a fourth and this one's also the fourth gotcha cool good job Poland you're really showing us how to math a lot of confusion about what came after three Four? Four again? <laughs> Dark Ages, man, I don't know. <laughs> Math I'm doesn't happen yet. And the person that comes after me is the third. And then the fourth. Fourth again. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. More Lady what, what do these numbers mean? I don't know. Just put whatever number you want after your name. Just no, don't put it after your name. Put it right smack right dab in the, in the middle. middle. <laughs> that'll, really, that'll really piss him off. That'll really make him mad. Okay, so here we go. Here's another good king name. Um, in 1138, King Bolslaw the Third Rymouth. <laughs> Bolslaw the Third Rymouth. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, he divided Poland into five provinces: Silesia, Mazovia, with eastern Kueva, Greater Poland. The Sandomir's region and the Signorate province. Isn't that more than five? Uh, some of that was together. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mazovia with eastern Kuevia is one thing. Yeah. Uh, the Signorate province initially comprised Krakow and western Lesser Poland, eastern Greater Poland, including Nezino, Niezno, Gen. Gnezno. Yes, no? Yes, no. <laughs> yeah, yes, no, and Kalas. Western Quavia. Lechika. And Sirads. Maintained by the Dowager Duchess Salomia of Berg <laughs> for her lifetime. Oh, man. And with Pomerelia as a fiefdom. Uh, what did I just read? <laughs> what was that whole sentence? Does anybody know? Can anybody tell me what I just said? I can't. I could barely say what I just said. Oh, wow. What would a fiefdom be? Too bad there's not a link to that. place where they make fiefs. <laughs> where fiefs rule over all things. He who hath the fife done speaketh, and he who hath not the fife doth not. Lest they suffer from pain of death. Okay, well, basically, it was to prevent his four sons from quarreling, uh, and Bolslaw granted one province to each of them, while the Signorate province was to be given to the eldest brother on the grounds of primogeniture. 
This decision meant to was meant to forestall dynastic feuds and prevent the disintegration of the kingdom. However, it proved inadequate and began nearly two centuries of what it had sought to counteract, constant fighting and disorder. Lady Slaw I succeeded in reuniting most of these lands back into the kingdom of Poland. Uh, good for him. Good job, Lady Slaw. Not bad for being elbow high. <laughs> So in the see also section, there's a link to list of poles. North, south. I, <laughs> I certainly hope that they don't <laughs> attempt to list all like hundred thousand million poles that have ever existed. All Polish people. List of poles. <laughs> Whole list, thing. List. It's a census of all Polish people that have ever been. There's only one way to find out. Though we don't really need to. We have plenty of other, like, wars and stuff in here. And, yeah, we have people... Being totally bounced, too. I just want to see what listed post looks like. Okay, that's fair. I'm just going to bounce over that's there fair. and just... Just uh, take a peek. Okay, all right, all right. List of Polish people. Well, it's certainly a list. <laughs> yep. Oh, my that's God. That's a huge... That's a huge list. They very well maybe all Polish people. <laughs> they they probably are. That's uh some of them there's even pictures for I mean, yeah, there's honestly probably well over a thousand people in this list. More than there's probably like ten thousand. <laughs> Alright, well yeah, definitely not gonna even try to cover that. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, just be reading names for an hour and a half. <laughs> well, we have plenty of wars and mm -hmm. things we don't know about in this article. Got Battle of Plaus, John of Luxembourg, Rebellion of Wajd Albert. You can always go to Pomerania to figure out where the Pomeranian dog came from. <laughs> They're adorable. That's true. There is a chance of dog. There is a chance of dog. I do like the chance of dog. I do too. Hmm. Okay. Alright. Alright, yeah. Pomerania. Let's do this. Hope hopefully it's not just a lead on. <laughs> Their there greatest source of tourism is disappointed seekers of dogs. Oh. <laughs> okay, well it's a historical region on the southern shore of the Baltic Sea. Name means land by the sea. Inhabitants are called Pomeranians. <laughs> so they're all dogs. <laughs> now divided between Germany and Poland, Pomerania stretches roughly from the Rechnitz River near Stralsund in the west via the Udra River Delta near Szczecin in the mouth of the Liba River on the Zarnowiki Lake near Labork. It is sometimes considered to encompass Pomerelia or Pomors Gdansky up to the Vistula River Delta near Gdansk in the east as well as Chelmno land in the south. The contemporary Pomeranian Vodeship encompasses only a part of historical Pomerania. I'm going to bed. <laughs> that was exhausting. Wow. I like the part where you said go dance. Go dance. <laughs> go dance -ski. 
Good dance. Good dance. Good dance. Good dance. Good dance. Good dance, McFly. Good dance. The biggest Pomeranian islands are Rugen, Usedom, or Usnam, and Wolan, and it belongs to the lowlands of North European Plain. Largest Pomeranian city has only one vowel, no, two vowels, and it is Szczesin. Narrow. <laughs> or Gdansk, Troj Miasto. Wide. So yeah, there you go. Pomerania is land by the sea. By the Baltic Ocean, lots of stuff happened. Control Let's see if we can find dog. F dog. <laughs> C also. Pomeranian dog. Alright. Okay, let's go. Pomeranian dog. <laughs> there it is. Hey. That's a dog. The Pomeranian, often known as the Pom or Pom Pom, is a breed of dog of the Spitz type. Named for the Pomerania region in Central Europe, today part of northern Poland and eastern Germany, and as we just found out, by the sea. The Baltic Sea. Mm. Classed as a toy dog because of its small size, same way that uh, Lady Slaw I was categorized <laughs> as a toy king because of his elbow height, the Pomeranian is descended from the larger Spitz-type dogs, specifically the German Spitz. It has been determined by the... Federation Sinologique Internationale to be part of the German Spitz breed and in many countries they are known as Zorg Spitz or Dwarf Spitz. <laughs> so do you think that pom-poms that say cheerleaders use derived from the name for Pomeranians? I would suppose so because they do resemble them. They do and these dogs haven't been around forever, but I can't imagine there being any use for the pom-pom prior to these dogs existing. Right. So Yeah, because, I mean, before... I mean, these dogs have had to have been around before the 19th... Before the 20th, 19th centuries. Well, it says that the breed was made popular by a number of royal owners since the 18th century. So yeah. 18th century being the 1700s, it's been around for a bit. And there's no way there's pom-poms back then. I wouldn't see why there would be. I mean, maybe for, like, fancy military garb, but honestly, it seems like the pom-pom itself would have been a more modern invention. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. During Queen Victoria's lifetime, the size of the breed of Pomeranian dogs decreased <laughs> by 50%. Wow. So there used to be way bigger Pomeranians, which is kind of hard to think of. Like, Man, like, twice as big. Twice as big. <laughs> Like, they would have been huge, these wow. giant balls of fur. <laughs> Can't even imagine what that would think. Giant ball of fur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, what made them shrink? Breeding, probably. Uh, Same yeah. way that they uh, are domesticating fr uh, foxes, which I'm keeping track of because, man, <laughs> do I want a domesticated fox like, whoa. The disappointing thing about domesticated foxes is as soon as you domesticate them, they lose their bushy tail. Interesting. Yeah, they become, like, much more, their tail shrinks, becomes cat-like. Hmm. Which is kind of like half the reason you want to fight. It's like, oh man, look at that tail. <laughs> that tail's awesome. Well, it says that the Pomeranian is a sturdy, healthy dog. And the most common ish health issue is luxating patella. Hmm. You know, that patella. Thing. Like on, on your knees. Yeah. They probably have like problems with their knees. They got little tiny legs. <laughs> look at them. And all that fur to hold up. Man, so much weight. 
Such weight. Much fur. Well, they lost all their size but kept all their fur. Yeah. So they have no strength with which to hold it up. But actually, another issue is tracheal collapse. Oh. So that's uh, not cool. Can't imagine that being fun for a dog. They can also suffer from a skin condition colloquially known as black skin disease or alopecia X. Uh, It's always nice to have an X after something. It just makes it sound much better. Doesn't it? Like that's what the that's where the, the, the Polish missed the boat. They oh, should have yeah. stuck Z's in the middle of everything. They should have stuck X's at the end. And yeah. it's like an X after the like yeah, I mean, all of their kings. Yeah. Should have just Instead been Instead of the X. first or the fourth. Who just cares? end it with X. X. And it's all better. It would have like been I, the, it would have been the best if they like did Lady Slaw the first the short X. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been would have been fantastic. <laughs> Oh, man. That's what made Alfonso X so great. Yeah. And I don't want to say Malcolm X, but... I mean, that's debatable. Yeah. But... Well, it still sounded cool. X. He knew <laughs> He knew. He knew the trick. Yeah. He put an X at the end of the work. Yeah. Yeah. That does, that does half the work. And, you know, all you need to do is put your name out there. Just have some People pizzazz. are like, oh, man, that guy sounds so cool. Edgy. You don't even need to be in public at all. No. Just have your name everywhere. Just have it be X Yeah, that guy... It'll work. I'll tell you, an ex should run for president. One they of would... my exes? No. Oh, oh, oh. Somebody with ex. One of yours. One of your exes. No. Like... Oh, you mean... Somebody had been named, like... I don't know... Maximus... X. X. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... Yeah, that'd be pretty good. They would win. I mean, how could you not vote for somebody that just and has the last name X? I don't. I mean, if they got popular, I, I would certainly vote for them. Yeah. They should run their own party. They should call it the <laughs> X Party. And then they should like have debates uh, centered around like the this mysterious figure, this this something X guy, and uh, they can call him the X Factor. And then as you watch his presidency, it could be called the X Files. He'd have a secret service renamed to be the X Man. <laughs> He would develop his own weapon <laughs> called the X-Ray. <laughs> oh, it'd be perfect. Wait, 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 hold on. I got one more. <laughs> He'd have a cell phone <laughs> called his X-Ilophone. Yeah, that works. Yeah. That was kind of <laughs> kind of a straggler. All right. Anyway. <laughs> well, alopecia X is a genetic disease which causes the dog's skin to turn black and lose all or most of its hair. So not a good X... Still sounds cool. And as of 2013, in terms of registration figures, since at least 1998, the breed has ranked among the top 20 most popular breeds in the USA, and the current fashion for small dogs has increased their popularity worldwide. So they typically weigh between 4 and 8 pounds. And they only stand a 5 to 11 inches high at the Withers. <laughs> That's what withers. they say. That's what they say at the Withers. The withers. So I don't know exactly what the Withers are. Maybe the shoulders, the ears. The Withers. The, high, the hair on top of their ears. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> Withers are. Could look it up, but yeah. Let's see what else there is first. Yeah. 
They are compact but sturdy dogs with an abundant textured coat with a highly plumed tail set high and flat. You know, curls up and around, sits on their back. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, Pomeranians have a thick double coat. And so, while grooming is not difficult, breeders recommend that it is done daily to maintain the quality of the coat and because of the thickness and the constant shedding, with trimming to occur once every one to two months. The outer coat is long, straight, and harsh in texture, while the undercoat is the soft, thick, short hair you get. The coat knots and tangles easily, particularly when the undercoat is being shed, which happens twice a year. And there's one picture here. <laughs> it's the uh, black and tan Pomeranian. Yes. So much for so little face. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Big, thick legs. You just got this tiny little face. <laughs> Barely any face. Barely any face in there. Oh, wow. It'd be like if uh, Bruce Banner turned into the Hulk, but his face stayed the same stayed size. Same size. <laughs> yep. Yep. And if his like, muscles surrounded his entire head, he's just like this really tiny face in the midst of all these like, bulging, <laughs> bulging muscles. Oh, man. Common problems are uh, some mild to severe deafness. Deafness? <laughs> Mild to severe deafness, which apparently I suffer from too. Uh, increased intro intraocular pressure, uh, amotropia, micro micro microphalma, and Columbus, Columbus, yep, <laughs> Merle dogs. Born from parents who are also both merles may suffer additional abnormalities of the skeletal, cardiac, and reproductive systems. So, what exactly is merle? Merle. <laughs> I don't like, merle it's color. A color. Merle colored is there's a example of merle. <laughs> merle. Is that an example though? Because it just says a white pomeranian. Oh, 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 no, I guess not. Why would they, why would they just... Why, why would they... Uh. Okay, I'm bouncing over to Merle. I'm just going to see. Okay, oh, it's, it's spotted. Crappy looking. Yep. Like if they're it's dirty. All like, <laughs> it's just basically a mishmash. It's like, all right, just throw some colors together. And it's the spin art of dogs. <laughs> it's like gray and white just kind of thrown together. and Just bleh. Just thrown on there. Okay, yeah, here we go. Luxating patella. It's when there's either malformation or trauma, and the ridges forming the patella groove in the knee are not prominent and are too shallow to allow the patella to properly sit securely. And this causes the patella to luxate or jump out of the groove sideways, which will cause the leg to lock up with the foot off the ground. Oh, that sounds painful. Yeah. And then the um, contracted muscles makes it so that the patella cannot return to the correct position. Once out of position, though, the dog does not feel any pain caused by the slip disc. Hmm. Interesting thing about the tracheal collapse bit we mentioned earlier. 
Uh, it's caused by the weakening of the tracheal rings in the windpipe. Uh, it occurs when the rings that normally hold the shape of the windpipe collapse, closing the airway. And a symptom of this is a honking cough <laughs> that can sound similar to a goose. Wow. Yeah. It's also characterized by an intolerance to exercise, fainting spells, and a cough that is worsened by hot weather, exercise, and excitement. Hmm. You think any of these problems could be the result of them becoming smaller over the years? Almost definitely. (laughs) Like, really, really rapidly becoming smaller because of breeding? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that... They all sound like problems because things are getting smaller and they're not supposed to be. Everything is condensing and it shouldn't be. Wow. Okay, so the forerunners of today's Pomeranian breed were large working dogs from the Arctic regions. There's actually a picture of a miniature Pomeranian from 1915. Looks a little beefier. Yeah, that's a much taller, more hefty dog. And it mentions once again that it's commonly known as the wolf spitz or the spitz type. Huh. So it, it does say here that although it is a, this breed is associated with Pomerania by way of the name, um, it's not the origin of the breed. Oh. And this area is really only credited with the name because they led the original Pomeranian type of dog um, like breeding, of, like the modern style. Hmm, tricky. So they lied to us. <laughs> Interesting fact about the Pomeranians. In 1912, two Pomeranians were among only three total dogs to survive the sinking of the Titanic. Oh. Yeah, a Pomeranian called Lady, owned by Miss Margaret Hayes, escaped with her owner in lifeboat number seven, while Elizabeth Barrett Rothschild took her pet to safety with her in lifeboat number six. Yeah, it looks like it's actually almost on its way out of the most popular breeds of dog, because in 2013, it is still in the top 20, but it's ranked at number 19. So it is declining in popularity, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's not listed in the top 20 breeds in the United Kingdom. And in Australia, their popularity has declined since 1986, with a peak of 1,128 Pomeranians registered with the Australian National Kennel Council. In 1987, only 577 were registered. Oh, sorry. In uh, 1987, that 1,000 number I said before were the registered Pomeranians, and in 2008, 577 were registered. Mm. So that's a good uh, 21 years and about half the population. So they're decreasing in size. They're decreasing in popularity. <laughs> Soon well, they may not be a dog. It does say that that 577 number in 2008 is an increase from 2004 when oh. it was only 491 dogs. So you never know. Maybe it's rising up again. Could be. Could be on the uptick. Well, not on the not in uh, United States. No, but in Australia, yeah. There yeah. we go. Maybe that's where they're all going. Whole continent <laughs> of Pomeranians. Okay, so there's an interesting link in the sea also section called Boo Dog. Boo. 
Boo Dog. I'm not familiar with Boo Dog. No, it's the name of a dog. Boo the dog. Is it? Yeah, Boo and then parentheses dog. Is yeah, like this is Pomeranian parentheses dog. That's true. <laughs> I don't. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It could be. <laughs> could be. Could be either. Okay. It's, it's Pomeranian. <laughs> <laughs> Occupation: the world's cutest dog. Man. Sure it is. How do I get to have that job? Well, first, you become an internet sensation. Known for his short haircut, he was a popular <laughs> he has a popular Facebook page and is the subject of four photo books. Known for his short haircut. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> a, a Pomeranian that doesn't have hair somehow became internet, internet oh. famous. On, what uh... Is the world coming? Short hair Pomeranians. <laughs> As of January 2015, Boo has over 17 million likes on Facebook. It's just a dog. <laughs> this is a dog with a short haircut. There's a lot of short-haired dogs and animals. But if you take a long-haired dog or animal or people and you make it short-haired, suddenly everybody cares. Very just look like like that time that Natalie Portman did it. This is true. Oh, wow. Okay, so Boo the dog belongs to a Facebook employee who created the Facebook page for the dog with a statement, my name is Boo, I am a dog, life is good. And then he became popular in 2010 after Kesha sent a tweet that she had a new boyfriend and then linked to the page. So was she saying that her boyfriend was Boo or her boyfriend was the Facebook employee or was it unrelated and just... <laughs> said she had a boyfriend and then linked to the dog for no reason. I don't know. This dog is pretty freaking adorable. Well, this thing. it's too bad that they don't show a picture of it in the article. I'll show you a picture of it right now on the internet. Here it is. Okay, I'm going to search Boo Dog. Here it is. I'll show, show you. <laughs> there it is. I did it. I showed you. Oh, uh, it's that dog that looks like a toy. Yeah, exactly. A literal toy. <laughs> An actual, like, stuffed yeah, animal. Yeah. Like, freaky. It's really freaky. It is freaky. I don't believe it's a real dog. <laughs> it has a picture of, like, stuffed animals, and the stuffed animals look a little bit more lifelike than it does. <laughs> the only reason I believe it's a real dog is because there's pictures of it with larger dogs, and the larger dogs do not have it in their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only way I know it is not a toy. <laughs> I wonder why they don't actually have a picture of it in the article. You would think that of an adorable dog... Entirely based on visual appeal <laughs> from the internet, there would be a picture of it. I don't know. That's Maybe weird. there's like some sort of uh, copyright issue, or like they can't get like a release form for the dog or something. Who knows? I don't know. I feel like you could just credit it to Facebook. I mean, all <laughs> the photos belong to Facebook. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, God knows there's a lot more pictures of this thing out there. Tons more pictures than there should be of anything. <laughs> there are of this dog. Wow. This thing was so uh, popular that it was subject to a popularized death hoax in April 2012. Rip boo. Rip boo. Hashtag rip boo. <laughs> but it was a fake, fake thing, of course. I wonder how it actually started. Because it says tweets followed as Gizmodo writer Sam Biddle tweeted boo had died. So did he originate it? Did he make it up? Did he hear a rumor? Nobody knows. So the owner of the dog is Irene, um, a Facebook employee, and 
she was outed in 2012 as being the owner of the doll. And it even says here that in July 2012, Boo was named the official pet liaison of Virgin America. Why there needs to be a pet liaison to anything, nobody knows. Hmm. There's an article here for Death Hoax. Death Hoax? There's also an article for Internet Sensation. <laughs> Which links to Internet Meme. And there's also a link to Like Button. We always kind of want to end the episode on Like on Button. On Like Button? <laughs> Okay, alright, we can do that. We can see what there is. Because what is there to say about the like button? <laughs> well, we'll find out. Oh, wow, okay, so it's more than just Facebook. Uh, precisely six more than <laughs> Facebook. It's also known as like option or recommend button, and it's a feature of social networking services and the like. And... Ah, yes. Basically, it's so that users can express that they enjoy certain content. Internet services that feature like buttons usually display the number of users who liked each content and may show a full or partial list of them. This is a quantitative alternative to other methods of expressing reaction to content like writing a reply text. Some websites include a dislike button so the user can vote in favor, against, or neutrally. Other websites include more complex web content voting systems, giving you the option to rate things based upon a star system. Hmm. Yep, they have a... Uh... Oh, there's a main article <laughs> within this <laughs> article for the Facebook like button. You See, can get I... more specific. Funny, I thought this article was going to be about the Facebook like button. It sure seemed and that way. I didn't realize that it needed more than the one-sentence blurb that is in this article. Apparently, we both stand corrected. Um, <laughs> Facebook like button? Let's do it. Let's go. I mean, this, this article is really short anyway. Yeah, so. I mean, you know where, what places have like. Wow. This actually is a way larger article. What the heck? Why? <laughs> How? Ugh. The like button concept is not as detailed <laughs> as the like button on one page. Well,. Okay, the Facebook uh, button, they just call it the Facebook button in the context <laughs> of the article, is a like button. Well, it's really the only Facebook button, I guess. That's true. You, everything else you have to do something else with. Uh, it is a like button used within Facebook. Also a, it is also a share icon and web bug, as many like buttons are. Web bug. Web bug. I assume that means some kind of like counter of things. Probably like yeah, like a ticker to keep track yeah. of like trends and stuff and like promote stuff to certain demographics or what have you. Uh so the like button is a feature of Facebook where users can like content like status updates, comments, photos, links shared by friends and adverts. The feature was activated in two thousand and nine. Really? Is that late? Yeah, February 2009. So I just kind of feel like it was always around. I thought so too, but I mean, you know, it, Facebook was a very strange evolutionary process. I don't think we remember yeah. all the nuances of it. Like when we started, we had to wait until we were in college. And you had to get <laughs> .edu addresses to get in. It was explicitly yeah. for college kids. Or you can get invited. Or invited, yeah, if you knew people who were old enough in the right age. Um, 
but it didn't open up to other people until later, and then the like button didn't come along until mm. later. Hmm. Topically, I suppose, there is a dislike button that is allegedly going to start running soon. Well, it might not necessarily be dislike, but it is it is in that vein of things. Like, you know, sometimes you'll go to, like, you'll see somebody post a status like, hey, my aunt died. Right. And you don't want to like that right. because you don't like that. But, you know, you want another option like, hey, I acknowledge this and I feel sympathy for you. So that's, like rumored to be kind of what they're going for with this new button that they're adding. Yeah, I think that that's a good option for them just because liking <laughs> statuses is not a coverall. Yeah. Lots of people that want to respond are left without an option. Yeah. Because like, while liking <laughs> shows support, if people phrase their statuses in certain ways, liking also shows like malice yeah. <laughs> towards them. So... But yeah, they, they um, said that they don't want to have specifically just a dislike button for the sake of not having users um, basically like intentionally, I don't know, harassing other people. Like flaming, like starting flame wars, basically. Essentially, they don't want it to become Reddit where you're just downvoting (laughs) other people's stuff like, hey, I don't like this. YouTube, (laughs) like Facebook has a lot of examples around them of what not to do. Yeah. But it's the internet, so there's no <laughs> way around it. If you give people an option to like v- use anything in a negative fashion, <laughs> it's going to be used in the most yeah. negative fashion possible. You can almost guarantee. <laughs> yeah, people will find a way. Likes just uh, find a way. <laughs> Facebook describes liking as a way for users to give positive feedback and connect with things they care about. A lawsuit was filed in Los Angeles in 2010 claiming that Facebook should not allow minors to like advertising. (laughs) Facebook said the suit was completely without merit. So much so that the article completely drops the topic and doesn't (laughs) be visited. Yeah, I mean, that does sound a little ridiculous. I'm sure that, like, Los Angeles probably was just like, hey, Facebook's got a lot of money. Maybe we could use that money. Interestingly, in August of 2011, the German state of Schleswig Holstein said the button breached German data protection laws <laughs> and that federal agencies must remove the button and similar social plugins from their websites. Wow. The Privacy Commissioner of Canada raised similar concerns in 2010. But there are, and there are some like good merits for that. There are a lot of privacy issues, as it would turn mm-hmm. out. Research shows that Facebook likes profile can be automatically processed to infer intimate details about an individual, such as sexual orientation, political and religious views, race, substance use, intelligence, and personality. (laughs) Effectively, individual views and preferences can be revealed even if they were not directly expressed by indicating liked content or associated content. For example, a user does not have to like Barack Obama being gay or being black to be flagged with appropriate category and with high accuracy. Wow. So anyone with access to users' likes, uh, examples given are uh, applications and websites connecting with the user's profile Mm. or governmental institutions or even one's Facebook friends could use software to uh, infer intimate details that an individual may not have intended to share. 
Uh, one can imagine situations in which such predictions, even if correct, could pose a threat to an individual's well-being, freedom, or even life. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, like crunching crunching that data can really like put some pressure points on some people. I had no idea. Yeah, that's not necessarily a great thing. Yeah. So, uh, Facebook like button can be vulnerable to like jacking, a form of click jacking that makes users like content they did not intend to. That's not cool. Yeah. Especially if it's going to start saying stuff like about me to some <laughs> other yeah. entity. There's also a problem with fake likes. The amount of likes on Facebook can serve as a measurement of interest and or popularity in a particular brand, product, or personality. Not only can a large amount of likes be influential in shaping reputations, but they can also lead to increased exposure, such as appearing in the recommendations feed and the like as an advertisement has value in and of itself as such. This is like companies to start to specialize in selling likes from fake accounts, <laughs> which can prove to be troublesome for the like measurement's credibility. If nobody believes that these measures have any power or truth, then the businesses can't benefit from the advertising and social media marketing becomes impossible. <laughs> Facebook has stated that using purchased likes is not permitted on their social media platform and has an automated process to try to eliminate likes gained by malware, deceived users purchased bulk likes. Uh, instead, Facebook allows page owners to advertise to potentially increase their pages like count. Hmm. Though that kind of explains to me, like, so to speak, uh, fake profiles and, mm. and such on Facebook. Yeah. There have been a lot of fake profiles that have uh, <laughs> befriended various friends of yeah. mine to the extent where it became like a, who's this person? Is this a real person? Do you know <laughs> this person? Yeah, after a while, it starts to be like, huh, I wonder if this is a real person. Yeah, but they're not. They're just integrating yeah. themselves so they can go around and like a bunch of things. They're mm -hmm. fake profiles developed solely for yeah. spamming up certain, inflating certain pages. Huh. Kind of kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. They're not it's there nice to spam to... <laughs> you. They're there to spam everything else. Yeah, I always assumed it was some kind of like scam to like try and get your information or something like that, but it very well could just be trying to build up credibility to like some stuff that helps out a company. Yeah. I mean, in some way, they may be trying to influence what you like because if they have enough fake accounts mm. liking something, it may <laughs> bring it to your attention and you may like it. But yeah, true. I'm never liking anything on Facebook ever again. <laughs> like, I will only dislike. I will only dislike. <laughs> though that only also, post stickers. <laughs> that will also probably give me a, a some sort of profile. <laughs> Put you on some list somewhere. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, I think that about does it for this episode. So, from stocky, cozy, nice county to Facebook like button. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we did it. Done deal. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Break. So, if you liked it, go to facebook.com slash DWC podcast and it, give us a like. Oh, wow. I really <laughs> feel bad about bad-mouthing likes now. I that mean, might hurt our like hey, count. We won't fake our likes. We'll get them the honest way. Even if yeah. we only get one like per year. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's true. We will get exact <laughs> probably around one like per year. <laughs> but yeah, then head over to iTunes and rate and review us, their version of liking. And then you can also find new episodes on our website, twc at where you can also probably like us on Facebook, and there's, I'm sure there's a Facebook button on there. Yeah, probably. And you can share us and like us and everything. And then, as always, I'd like to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song, and we 
Woody Herman for our outro song. Thanks again for joining us. I was Eric. And I was John. And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles. Started moving really fast there towards the end. Are we like running out of time? Is there a Isn't there more hard drive space? What's going on? Making me panic. Hey, this is this. This is this. This is this. I was there. I was down. Okay, that's it. We're done. Bye. Maybe sometime we should just start real slow, and then by the end, we'll we'll just speed up as we go. And then, like, users, listeners might be like, oh, maybe. Did I set this at one and a half speed or something? No. We set it ourselves at three speed. Probably were. Although then we'd have to talk about a lot more stuff. We would. We really would. <laughs> or would we? Oh, if yeah. We, if we slowed down enough lot. in the beginning. I don't know if people would keep listening. It would be like a really That's minimalist, <laughs> very minimalist Hello. episode. I'm Eric Torribio. And I'm Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still a whole episode is going yeah. Yeah. If we got to an yeah. article about yeah or maybe the yeah yeah yes. Oh man, if there that would that would be good. There is an article that we can go to about yeah. Yeah. Oh man. There's a yeah? There's a yeah. There's yeah. a yeah with exclamation points. Yeah. There's a yeah time. Yeah, three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, woo. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know it. <laughs> yeah. Man. Woo. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I really hope we get a cr- get some of these articles. Ah, there's so many good articles. Oh man, Wikipedia is just over a treasure trove <laughs> of information. It's just so good. So many articles. And they can't give us one of these good ones in our random. Nope. Of course not. We have to struggle our way through to find the gems. Find the cream of the crop. <laughs> There's no easy way, but that's okay. We do it so you don't have to, folks. If we're still recording. I don't know if we are. Or if this even goes in the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if it does. Yeah, leave stuff in. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then, hey, hey, everybody, how's it going out there? Good. Want want to talk? You you feeling you feeling good today? Feeling good out there? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Oh. Oh, you felt bad. Oh, sorry. No. I mean, like, I wasn't expecting you to get intimate with me. I, I was expecting like you know a generic like conversational response. I was just making small talk. Sheesh. Don't. I'm not your psychotherapist. I'm a, I got a podcast. Leave. Just like the post uh, and move on. Why are you even? Yeah. Why are we even here? Yeah. Come yeah. on. I don't need to pander. Just, just like it. <laughs>